Welcome to The Reflecting Pool. I'm Bijan Karimi. During these informal conversations, my guests and I discuss thesis research being done by CHDS students and what it's like to be part of the master's program. We spend time talking about the spark that led to topic selection, research challenges, and how the topic relates to the broader homeland security enterprise. Michelle Malik is legal counsel for FEMA's National Preparedness Directorate, responsible for reviewing doctrine, and is a member of Master's Cohort 1401. Michelle and I sat down to talk about her thesis after the first day of the 2016 APEX conference held in Monterey. In addition to working for FEMA, Michelle is a volunteer firefighter with Fairfax County Fire and Rescue Department in Northern Virginia. Coming to NPS, Michelle wanted to broaden her background, continue her education, and break away from traditional legal roles. I do a lot of volunteer work in the public safety sector, so I sort of a storm chaser prepper, so it seemed like the right place to be. And with coming to NPS, I wasn't entirely sure what I was getting into. I knew that I wanted to continue my education because my, my background wasn't exactly um, DHS-oriented. I actually had a background in international relations and European studies and um, my, my law degree, and I wanted to, I think, break away from the traditional what a lawyer does type thing because we do tend to get locked into thinking like a lawyer, so I wanted to broaden my my thought process a little bit by going, and, and it was definitely the right place for me to go. Much of the terrorist discussion in mainstream media is focused on external threats. However, recent events have also exposed the very real domestic challenges we face, including sovereign citizens. Sovereigns, as they're simply called, actively espouse their anti-government views and use a wide range of tactics to confront law enforcement and government representatives. Their actions prompted then-Attorney General Eric Holder to reestablish the Domestic Terrorism Executive Committee in 2014. Quoting from Michelle's thesis, In reestablishing this committee, Holder emphasized the nation's need to balance threats originating from outside the U.S. with those emanating from inside. So I asked Michelle, why'd she choose this group to study for her thesis? I was lucky that I had this sort of handed to me. I've had a, a lifelong interest in extremist groups. Like I said, I have a background in Eastern European studies, so any type of extremist views, you know, growing up during the Cold War, this was always sort of around me, this idea that people had different views of, of democracy or, or how their country should work. Uh, David Brannon actually was, was talking about these different extremist groups, and at one point he said, we really need a lawyer to research this, and he looked right at me, and I, I happened to just be the right person at the right time. And that's how I fell into it and sort of fell in love with this group. Michelle started her thesis with the story of California resident Brent Douglas Cole firing on two officers in June 2014 to protest government behavior. The sovereign belief system is typically based on a distorted view of posse comitatus, an American anti-government movement loosely based on the concept that the county is the highest form of legitimate government. Many sovereign citizens believe the federal government duped Americans into capitulating to federal control through deceitful contracts, like birth certificates and social security numbers. Michelle explained it this way. Sovereign citizens, in very general terms, believe that the U.S. government is operating under some sort of fraudulent mechanism, and there are different interpretations of how that came to be in their view. They tend to cherry-pick the laws that they believe apply to them. Um, overall, they, they believe laws don't apply to them. There are certain ones specifically that they have disdain for, um, ranging from 
uh, different financial instruments to driver's licenses um, to just the, the police in general. Many researchers and media outlets put the sovereign citizen population in the 100 to 300,000 range and consider this a serious growing domestic threat. I asked Michelle if her research confirms this. There's actually no real substantive reason for that number. There's no empirical data. There really aren't thorough studies. And I, I did speak to a couple of people about this. And they said, yeah, we're just sort of guessing. And I said, well, that's not really helpful um, for law enforcement. And how do we take this, this number that came out of uh, faulty, faulty calculation? How do we say that this threat is increasing if the baseline is skewed? Like other radical groups, sovereigns look to like-minded individuals for justification of their actions. Social identity theory is a way of looking at uh, different groups of people and how they interrelate not only among themselves but to other people as well. And I, I think it's different from the traditional approach of, okay, let's study this group and see what they do. This is a way of looking at how their interactions uh, influence their choices. So there is um, not necessarily a good guy and a bad guy, which I think is often the, the paradigm that we assess these groups in, but it's an idea of uh, why are these people doing this? What is their ultimate goal? What benefit do they get from this? So, so shifting the view to looking at things from their perspective. Many of the tactics used by sovereigns aren't violent, but there are some, as we saw with Brent Cole, that do resort to violence. In both cases, sovereigns evolve their tactics in response to reactions by law enforcement. However, Michelle doesn't have a sense if more pervasive violence is on the horizon inappropriate laws sort of thrust on them. So their goal is to find a way to counteract what they consider to be a fraudulent government full of fraudulent laws. Certain people will, will go forward and, and file harassing things in court. Uh, for example, um, the sovereigns are really big on false liens. The lien laws in a lot of different states allow essentially anyone to, to go in and to file a, a lien against someone else's property. And this has changed somewhat over the last few years as the, the states are recognizing that this is a problem. It's just a, a very very easy gateway for someone to come in and say, you know what, this the sheriff's deputy is, is harassing me, so I'm going to file a false lien and then when that deputy goes to sell the property suddenly there's all this this problematic uh, paperwork that they have to sift through but in terms of moving forward in figuring out who these people are I think we need to better assess that interconnection and even find if there is one between paper harassment and violence the Department of Homeland Security FBI and other federal agencies are very specific about how they define terrorism typically requiring the individual to use violence in order to advance an ideological cause. After listening to Michelle describe sovereign behavior, I was still wondering, is this actually terrorism? Well, that's the crux of my thesis, because I, I kept finding researchers and law enforcement and, and the media sort of parroting that back, that these are domestic terrorists. And that's not entirely the case. I, I do think it's human nature to want to put things into categories, but the sovereigns I have a pretty wide spectrum of behaviors. Some of them do fall into, um, you know, me being a lawyer, yes, this particular terrorism definition applies to them in some cases, but in a lot of cases, the behavior that they're engaging in simply isn't terrorism from the legal perspective. One challenge Michelle cites is that our justice system isn't well-suited to deal with current sovereign tactics. And as those tactics continue to evolve, law enforcement will continue to play catch-up. We haven't had enough time to see how these legislative changes impact, for example, false lien filing. So in terms of numbers, I don't think we really have enough 
information to know whether those laws are effectively counteracting that type of, of harassment. I, I, I'm curious what happens next with, with the sovereign citizens because there is a fair amount of hype in the media and I'm not saying that it's wrong, it may be very accurate, but my hope is that moving forward, someone or something would find a better way of assessing this particular group, because this, this attitude of domestic terrorism is, is pretty pervasive. I mean, the FBI has come out with documentation saying um, these are domestic terrorists as well as the various secretaries of state groups. So this idea has proliferated in a way that makes me a bit uncomfortable and, and may in fact be doing us a disservice in terms of protecting ourselves against them. So I'd like to see what happens next. In the beginning of the interview, I said that Attorney General Holder re-established the Domestic Terrorism Executive Committee. Michelle believes the terrorist moniker may be incorrectly applied to the sovereign movement. The overextension of the term terrorism, and, and that begs the question, well, why does this matter? I think it's important for law enforcement in particular, who are frequently targets of the sovereign citizens, to educate themselves. And, and there is a big push for this type of education around the country, which is great, but at the same time, I think overstating potentially, or maybe even understating potentially, who these people are and what they're doing is a problem. I mean, certainly there should be training about this, but if we're, we're throwing things around like th these are terrorists, I mean, that implies something, I think, very different from what the threat actually is, part one and part two. Um, in terms of how we're quantifying this, for us to read in the paper that this threat is increasing, that may not necessarily be the case. That It might just be that the definition is flawed or unclear. A key goal of Michelle's thesis is to identify markers that could be used by law enforcement to help identify sovereigns. She identifies five potential markers in her thesis, visible, written, verbal, physical hostility, and administrative hostility. I'm trying to find a way to quantify um, these behaviors. There's everything from uh, visual cues to written cues to physical cues, things that are very obvious when, for example, a, a police officer would, would pull a certain car over in terms of uh, bumper stickers that have certain references that are typically sovereign citizen references. I, I think in order to start counting and start assessing what this particular, I would say what these particular groups, plural, of people want, we need to divide them a little bit into categories and figure out what are the predominant behaviors, what are we seeing most frequently, are we seeing um, violent behaviors more frequently than paper harassment, and what are the interconnections between those two. But I felt that I needed some way, some, some way of marking who these people are and, and some type of checklist, so to speak, of what they're doing and how they're doing it. To wrap up the discussion, I asked Michelle for thesis advice she would like to pass along to other students. Uh, it's, it's a labor of love when you find the right topic. As much as I've struggled with getting this thesis out the door, it, it's a topic that I, I really, truly adore and very different from what I thought I would do when I came in. So when I, thought in, when I came in, I thought, all right, I'm going to do something you know, incident management related, FEMA related, but I was kind of lukewarm about that. I was fortunate that my agency said, do what you want to do. So I would say to the extent that you can, um, yes, it is a great deal of work, but if you, if you frame it as you're doing something that you truly enjoy, um, the instructors are very much there to help you find that path and you can, you can focus on it to your benefit. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about Michelle Malik's thesis, Uncommon Law, Understanding and Quantifying the Sovereign Citizen Movement. For more information on her research, 
visit the Homeland Security Digital Library at www.hsdl.org and search for Sovereign Citizens. The Center for Homeland Defense and Security is the nation's homeland security educator and part of the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California. Since 2002, CHDS has provided a neutral educational forum where current and future homeland security leaders learn, discuss and debate policies, strategies, programs and organizational elements to counter terrorism and handle catastrophic events. For more information on the CHDS Masters, Executive Leadership, or other academic programs, browse to www.chds.us. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me again.